Romans Bible Class Notes by Peter J. Pell, Lesson 25, Romans 6 verses 6-13 The Threefold Secret of a Separated Life How many were crucified on Calvary when Jesus died, asked a child of its mother. Why, three my son, she answered. But mother, I heard father say that the old man was the lad. Crucified with Christ, then that makes four, replied. The secret of a holy, happy life is not in seeking the death of the flesh, nor in trying to feel dead but in knowing that the old man was put to death over nineteen hundred years ago. Knowing, verses 6 is the first of three keywords in this chapter and the first secret to the enjoyment of victory in Christ. When the children of Israel looked back to the Red Sea they saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. They knew that Pharaoh's rule was ended as far as they were concerned. They were his slaves no longer. When we look back to the cross we see that sin has been defeated there and we are freed from its rule. Verses 7 it has no claim on us, we need serve it no longer for it is not our master. Christ's death has freed us from its tyranny and as death has no more dominion over him, verses 9, we believe that we shall also live with him, verses 8. I know I am going to live with Christ forevermore, this glorious prospect should be an incentive to live with him now. He liveth unto God, verses 10. Let us ask ourselves the question, to whom am I living? Reckon, verses 11. Is the second word that reveals to us the joys of Christian life. It simply means to count as true. If I learn that a certain sum of money is mine, I count it true by signing the check and cashing it. I cannot use the money without reckoning it mine. It is not a matter of feeling but of fact and faith. I did not see the old man die when Christ died, neither do I feel dead but the fact is I died then and faith counts it true. Now this is very practical. If I am invited to some worldly affair and I answer, I would like to go but cannot, I am not counting myself dead. But if I answer, I do not go to theatres, I go where the Lord's people meet with their risen Lord, then I am counting myself to be indeed dead to sin but alive unto God. Verse 12 tells us not to let sin reign in our bodies. It would like to but we must veto all its bills and cancel all its engagements. Sin is enthroned in the world but Christ is in our hearts and our bodies are His territory to be kept for God. Therefore we are not to yield them as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield ourselves unto God. Thus we have the third word. Yield, verses 13. And this yielding opens up every avenue of our lives to the service of God. I am to be unreservedly at his disposal like the clay in the hands of the potter or like the soldier who gives over the members of his body in the service of his country. The old man would like to use that important member, the eye, for the movies and the novel or to behold the vanities of this world. God would have us behold wondrous things in his word or to behold the fields white for harvest or scan his wondrous works and praise him as we view them. The old man desires that we lend our ear to worldly programs over the air. God would have us hear him who speaks from heaven. Yielding my members to God, my feet will run his errands, my hands will be busy in his service, my heart filled with his love and my entire being at his command. 
O blissful self-surrender, one has exclaimed as he thus yielded to the sweet influences of grace. 1. To humble, glad surrender now thou hast my will inclined, O Master, Lord, about my heart thy love-wrought fetters bind. For ever and for ever thine, eternally allied to him who brought me by his blood, to Jesus crucified. Questions 1. What are the three descriptive words of the happy life in this portion? 2. What verse in Galatians 2 describes what we have here? 3. What is the foundation of our knowing? 4. Does the word, reckon, mean this is not true?